Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Millions of people are awaiting the outcome of Saturday's elections that will determine who will become president in Nigeria and control its National Assembly. Voting in Africa's most populous country was marred by widespread delays and some scattered violence. But fears of widespread chaos proved unfounded. Now, the Independent National Electoral Commission has so far released official results from only one of the 36 states and technical issues mean that the final election tally is not expected for perhaps several days. Well, I'm joined now in the studio by Graeme Finlay, who's a lecturer in the School of Politics and International Relations at UCD. Graeme, good morning to you. Thank you for coming in today. So talk to me about what happened on the, the voting day, because I mentioned the widespread delays some violence as those polls opened. What happened on Saturday? So Nigeria has a a long history of electoral violence, electoral fraud, uh, vote buying and things like that. And the violence doesn't just happen on the day, but has been seen in the the lead up to the election. This has happened before. There were in, you know, so we have an insurgent candidate who's outside the two main political parties, Peter Obi, who's from the South. And in his home state and and states which are likely to go well for him, armed men showed up at ballot places and took away the the ballot boxes. And all of this is complicated by uh, the fact that they rolled out a new electronic voting machine system, which um, is great because obviously they're harder to take away. But there have been complaints that those results are not being uploaded or uploaded correctly. And, you know, many Nigerian voters don't trust them and and all the things we've seen with electronic voting around the Mm -hmm. world. Is this why we have have this question mark over this early tally in one of the states? I, I, the one thing about Nigerian elections is there's always a question mark over lots and lots of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the actual result in a tiki state, which um, is a southern state where um, the, the the leading candidate of uh, the the conforming, the ordinary parties, the big two parties, the all people, progressives Congress is Boba Tinubu. And he, but it, this is a state which is good for him. He has a lot of support there. And so he seems to have won very handily by the, by the results which were announced. Mm-hmm. And again, they were expecting a massive youth vote for Peter Obi. And it doesn't appear in these results. They're immediately contested by obese people saying there's fraud, there's, you know... Um, now, he's the progressive candidate, but he's he's 61, isn't he? He is, but he's a spring chicken compared to the other candidates. So, you know, Ni- Nigeria has, since democracy in 1999, alternated between two large parties, the... Uh, all Progressive Congress, um, led by uh, Bola Tinubu uh, at this time, and the People's Democratic Party by Atiku Ababakar. And uh, I mean, how big are these machines and how entrenched are these parties? Well, uh, uh, sorry, Tinubu's slogan is, it's my turn, okay. which is not maybe the most inspiring one. And Ababakar has run five times already, and this is his sixth go at the presidency. Mm. So... These are machines and these are machine politicians. I just want to get a, a sense of the scale of this election. We're talking about 87 million people who are eligible to vote. Well, or even more. And, and the youth vote is, is going to be crucial. And turnout um, is crucial because even though 87, even 90, 93 million people are eligible to vote, um, turnout in the last election was 34 percent. 
and the um, the question is whether the youth vote will turn up because people have said, look, traditionally the youth have not voted. Mm-hmm. But 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 since uh, 2019, there's been a large youth protest against police violence, um, particularly by the special anti-robbery squad, which um, you know led to the suppression of one protest with live fire killing at least 15 people in 2020. So the youth, I mean, this is what my my brilliant Nigerian student who who who's so glad that we're covering this wants wants people to know is the youth see this as the their last chance to sort of live in a democratic Nigeria where their voice is heard and to determine their own future because Nigeria is set by huge problems which are have really disillusioned the youth poverty security risks a failed currency reform which means that people just literally can't get cash if you're a street trader somewhere or something like that and and so many other problems and this is why this election is being seen as so important is it because of that youth movement yeah the youth had you know the reason the voter turnout was so low is that people had really given up on the two main parties. And Peter Obi, who was in uh, the uh, People's Democratic Party, switched suddenly to the very small and obscure Labour Party uh, at the last minute. Uh, but he has really attracted a youth vote. Um, his conservative traditional critics are saying he's just a social media candidate. And while he may be winning on social media, it's not going to happen at the polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did see a very large turnout uh, yesterday. And despite all the problem, or Saturday, despite all the problems of polling in Nigeria, where half of the people say, I don't know, or won't say, all the problems about um, electoral issues, um, it does seem like a high turnout could quite comfortably hand him uh, the presidency. Mm -hmm. The wildest part about this is while you just have to get the most votes, um, you also have to win 25% of the vote in 24 out of the 36 Nigerian states. And that's something we should look for in the coming days, because that is much harder to rig. You have to really rig pretty hard to to suppress the vote uh, of, of various uh, people below 25%, or if you're you're fighting for Tanubu, who would benefit from, from any kind of vote rigging probably, to push his vote above 25% in states he doesn't have as much support. So, so if this guy is seen as the progressive and the, the favourite of the youth, if he does manage to do it, how will the established parties respond to that? And what will it mean for peace? Well, this is this is also going to be a big problem. There is always a problem of very, very serious conflict in, in Nigeria. Uh, there's cleavages along religious lines. And uh, if Tanubu gets in, it'll violate the alternating between Muslim and, and Christian um, unwritten law of Nigerian politics. For it's president. my turn. It's, it's his turn, but he's Muslim and the previous president was also Muslim. So that's a, that's a problem. He's running on a, Tanubu's running on an all Muslim slate, which also is, is not the way things are supposed to be done. But there are also tribal cleavages. So you've got, you know, Tanubu's a, a Yoruba, uh, whereas Abu Bakr is uh, Fulani, but also Hausa, they are the sort of northern, um, largely Islamic ethnic group, and and Obi is an Igbo, which is the only large ethnic group which has never had a president during the democracy. So it would be a really big deal from a tribal point of view. But because the two big parties have such large machines, and again, get out the vote machines as well, mm-hmm. um, they are going to elect a lot of people to the uh, Federal House of Representatives and Senate, which are also be, were also being elected on Saturday. So they may be able to frustrate Obi's um, presidency, even if he does get it, because uh, he won't have his, enough supporters in the, in the House's uh, lower, you know, the House and Senate to get his legislation done because the Labour Party is very small. And while they seem to be electing people to to these uh, federal bodies, 
maybe not in the numbers he needs to get his work done. So you mentioned the problems with polling and people not giving an answer as to where they might uh, cast their vote or how they might cast their vote. But do we know what the issues were facing those people who went to the ballot box on Saturday? Uh, Yes, all sorts of things from very long lines and just opening up late to, uh, I mean, watching a Nigerian election on on social media is wild because you you never know what happens since you see lots of video of people just using Tipex to to change ballots, which but you don't know whether this is real video or not or what the context is and so forth. You see crowds uh, arriving at polling stations to try and protect the the ballot, uh, and and then you see post election violence where which you know allegedly along ethnic lines in Lagos, for example, mm-hmm. um, you see uh, the ethnically identified Yoruba supporters of Tanubu chasing uh, Igbo street traders uh, away from from public spaces. So all of that atmosphere uh, is very very challenging for people to have an election. But there are also lots of interviews with ordinary Nigerians about how important it is to come and vote. And there was a surge in registrations to vote. You hear about people waiting in long lines, um, coming back on Sunday. A lot of people had to vote on Sunday. So, I mean, if uh, even if there isn't a, a, a change in, in party and a change in president, um, at least, you know, Nigerian democracy has shown itself to be um, more vital than maybe people thought. And it's really worth pointing this out, it is still a democracy despite all of these issues. They had their first peaceful transfer of power in 2015, where uh, for the first time a president stepped down after he lost an election. So yes. it's um, it's something we should all care about because it's an enormously important country with incredible potential uh, where its youth really just want a, a future which allows them to stay in Nigeria. Well, let's see what happens over the coming days. Graham. thank you very much for explaining that to us. We'll take a break before the news. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.